Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. It is the month of Suave-tober. It is not November. It is not October. This is the month of Suave-tober. This is true. And on the coat, check it. Center stage on the mic. You feel me? And we're bringing it on wax. It's the new style. Kick yep. it over here, baby pop. <laughs> I mean, if 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 the good Lord says the same, Cyber Monday will be pretty lit for everybody. Boy. And that's just the start. Boy. That's just, that's just the start of the Suave Toberfest uh, telethon and celebrate. We gotta get we gotta get some uh, some people in order real quick for a conversation i mean it would it would help if you would just do it yourself however a whole lot of fucking gang shit we got some straightening for you if you ain't you know if you ain't got your shit together yeah i'll uh i'll straighten I'll I'll, I'll I'll make a reach out you, you there's one you gotta make but there's a couple i can make so you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll do the damn thing indeed if you want to be somebody be if somebody. You go somewhere. Go. You better wake up and pay attention. Today is Thursday, November the tenth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty-two. Hey, man. We got some shit to discuss, bro. Do we? We are. We already have a discussion that's going to be at the end of the show. That's part of the agenda for the beginning of the show. To find out what that is, stick your happy ass around and find out. Jeez, like handle them a little, little less rough, bro. Nah, I'm good on that. Uh, okay, well, I tried. <laughs> I, 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 we usually do these at the end, uh, the, the very end of the show, or the very beginning of the show. This is not the very beginning, but I feel now the energy is right <laughs> to do this shit right now for the 24-7 championship. Don't you ring no fucking bells. <laughs> All right. I, I tried it. <laughs> cut, cut that shit off. Don't you, don't you ring not one damn bell for the Nick Jr. Hardcore Championship. Fucking kidding me? Did they, this did, ain't even Camp Anawana. You no, fuck that. Did they Absolutely really? Not. Did they really try to recreate an Alundra Blaze slash Medusa Michelli moment with that twenty four seven title, bruh? Nah, nah, it didn't have that much sauce on it. So I, I won't. No, even. exactly. That's my point. No, but but what I'm saying is you can't even compare the two because Medusa took a championship from one company, showed up on another company's champ television and then dropped it in in the trash 
this particular thing all happened under one roof. So the two are not comparable. <laughs> I love it. Medusa, uh, <laughs> you can compare it to Ric Flair showing up with, you know, 10, uh, was it 25 pounds of gold or just big gold? Just big gold. Yeah, just big gold. They, those are comparable. And had Ric Flair thrown that belt in the trash? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Oh, it would be horrible for everybody involved. Just terrible. <laughs> However, that's not what happened. Oh, man. It was time for the 24-7 title to go. Ironically, Dana Brooks' out <laughs> displaced outrage might have aided in this. Yeah. Like you, took, you, took, you took every fucking joke too personal. And now it's like, okay, you don't want you don't want to shut the fuck up? Alright. Ain't nobody gonna be 24 7 gen. <laughs> like they made they made a parental call on this shit. So okay, since uh, y'all can't get along, can't nobody you can't share the championship, nobody's gonna be champion. Throw this shit in the trash. Good. Good fucking riddance. Poor R Truth. The the one the one thing that he had that was going good for him, and actually he had two. But he made he made the twenty four seven title special for a brief moment in time. Even though they only had like a, a three year a three year run, he he did what he could do during that's the time he was involved. Go ahead. That's why we should refer to this title from henceforth and forevermore the R Truth Invitation. I, I vote yay. I I, I vote. <laughs> I vote yay. <laughs> the yay is heavy. <laughs> yay, yay. Yay, yay. <laughs> yeah, you mean don't like don't our truth is what makes this shit even remotely digestible. So here's what you can do when our truth comes back from his injury. Get well soon, bro. He can pull it out of the trash if need be. I don't want him to go dumpster diving because I have a much higher opinion of our truth and Ron Killings. However, if you just want to revive it when he's the one carrying it, you have that option. He can he can bring it back with just a, a, a solid quip. I want him to bring it back, but the title had his face on it. <sighs> and every every time every title defense, he chooses the stipulation. So if he wants to challenge you to a dance off, and that's how you have to win the belt, fuck it. You got it's the R Truth Invitational. He invited you. On uh, tic tac toe, tiddlywinks, shooting dice. <laughs> yeah. It's the R Truth Invitational, and he makes the rules. From one, swear to, swear to God, if Stanford does that, I want my money in, in rubles. <laughs> Straight up, I want all of my rubles. From one NWA champion to another, Nick Aldis. The national treasure, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, has left the NWA. He gave, mm, gave, gave his notice to Billy Corgan and then went on Instagram and went apeshit. However, he has taken down the video and Billy Corgan has gone off the rails to... I guess give a real time account of the situation all leading up all, all being uh, discussed for 
I guess for the reason of Nick Aldis's uncomfortability, displacement, uh, unhappiness with the organization. Uh, he said, you know, to paraphrase, he said that the NWA's product has gotten so embarrassing that he can no longer be associated with it. And his contract is set to expire in January of 2023. And he was also supposed to be wrestling at a pay-per-view that's taking place, uh, taking place on Saturday, November the 12th. Uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you outside of the fact that he went and took uh, Billy Corgan to task over the fact that Mickey James, his wife was mishandled in the whole uh, women's pay-per-view that NWA had put on as she, as she produced I have a feeling that the strategic timing of the expiration of this contract will play in very, very heavily in what is being rumored to be another big Royal Rumble in San Antonio this year. All I'm saying is, will, when will you people learn to stop messing with people's wives? <laughs> you people? What do you mean, you people? I mean, you people. People who mess with people's wives. When are you going to learn? It doesn't matter how many overhand slaps get dealt out. Doesn't matter how many people get punched in the mouth. It doesn't matter how many people end up getting suplexed. Like, leave people's wives alone. Is nothing sacred to you? If you find a man or a woman who is not in support and or in defense of their their significant other in the time of public distress, you will bring your ass home and find that some bitch empty. Please well, believe it. I'm not saying I know from experience. I'm just telling you I ain't trying to find the fuck out. Fuck boy, or in the words of Nino Brown, fuck that whole bitch. <laughs> I ain't fucking around with that skis. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, stop, look, stop messing with people's wives, bro. Stop. That's some shit they need. If there's, if there's anything we need to leave in 2022, leave fucking with people's spouses in the past it is not gonna work out for you the way you think it ain't I, I wish there was a way to grab that original audio and or like shorten it to a clip but there's not you every anything that's been on the internet it still lives on the internet you can find it it's it's probably worth it worth it for you to find it if you care about the story um Nick Aldis is one of the best talents out in the world right now to never step foot in the WWE and clock, clock is ticking not only is the clock ticking I can't believe we didn't draft him when we actually had the option to do so back what four, four seasons ago almost five years ago when we started this damn show right 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 at any I rate. mean just yeah you're, good. Go you're gonna have to give him a career makeover for one, 
Yeah. He's not going to be able to just be the guy in the suit with title. I mean, I, I, I completely, you know, understand and, and appreciate that he's giving the, um, the 80s rub the traditional vibe yeah the traditional championship vibe i i'm a hundred percent for it that just you can't do that in stanford because you're not going to be that guy at first you're definitely not going to walk in to be that guy now walk in with a suit 100 sure yo yeah, for sure like but let you let that to, be your you're image you're gonna have to build on yeah you're gonna have to build on that like Carrying the 10 pounds of gold is not going to be there for you. So putting on the suit, 100% for. What you do in combination or in in cooperation with the suit is what's going to matter up there. Bruce Pritchard's not in a position to, to have any say one way or the other about how your career pans out, whether he's still on creative or not. He's just not in a position of sentencing you to basically purgatory and let's be very clear you can consider this your daily acknowledgement all roads to the championship go through a whole lot of fucking gang shit and they end with their tribal chief head of the table and the WWE grand champion Roman Reigns how you think that's gonna work out for you after WrestleMania? Because even if, even if Rocky comes in at WrestleMania and takes the belt away from him, you can bet your ass that come this summer of 2023, that belt will be back around the Tribal Chief's waist. Because the tribal chief and the bloodline are what's best for business, whether they're against each other or with each other. That's your that's your story in WWE. So period. So have you heard have you heard the last of the conversation that uh Brian Gortz kind of got into about what why Rocky may not be solidified for WrestleMania? Or it's more like a like a pump fake on WrestleMania. No basically saying because of the launch of the XFL he might be a little busy mm. which I mean is valid but that's, that's mid as it is mid season going into playoff time so there's a lot of PR to be done a lot of bouncing around like what better spotlight to shine on the XFL than having part owner also participating in the grandest stage of them all just there's too much positive publicity that can come from this for him not to make this happen on top of the fact you don't go dropping subtle hints in sitcom television programming if you don't have plans to be there (laughs) because this is shit that's taped months in advance they're not filming episode like if you watch episode one of season three of Young Rock, they are not taping the next episode in between time. No. These are canned. And have been canned, then greenlit. 
so for for those references to have been made in the show the way that they were everything but an injury is going to everything but an injury means nothing it's like, you're going to get this and and the and the grown part of young rock the one that features an elder uh Dwayne Johnson takes place in 2032 so for a show that's executive produced by the sister of Nick Khan why wouldn't it be beneficial for in a fictional capacity or I'm sorry this ain't fictional a semi-biographical mostly biographical account that the future isn't predicating the past just a thought just say, look, it's not that help. hard. I'm just trying to help, trying to help y'all not disappoint yourself. It's not that hard. Speaking of bloodlines, how about that uh, that outing that WWE gave us at WWE Crown Jewel last weekend in uh, in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia? We're usually very harsh critics of the WWE's uh, presentations overseas because. If the if fixed fight was a pay per view, it would be Crown Jewel, <laughs> right? Uh, we we don't get into the politics of, of what happens over there. We just look at the actual event. For those of you who are on one side or the other, we just look at the content that we're being given from the cock pause. And usually it's on a Friday, right? So like you know, the first few years Friday been, morning, yeah. something like that, yeah. This is the first time it's been on a Saturday that I remember. And just because it was Saturday morning wrestling, I made it appointment television. See? Oh boy. Oh boy. What the hell was I thinking? You 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 get active the very first match, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Like- Somebody <laughs> has been paying attention to episodes of the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. Because for how many episodes upon episodes upon episodes that we said that Rock versus Bobby needed to be a trilogy. This is two. And the way you did the way you set it up, we we called it as like Bobby won the first one. Brock ended up getting the win in the second. So now the third, which we would presume would be at WrestleMania, you can go all out. Now you can now you can get the you think they go 15 minutes? I think that might be a little long. Pause. I, I, I think for their track record, oh, excuse me, for the track record of both of those men, that 15 minutes may go a little bit longer than desired. However, what did they give Goldberg and Brock at, uh, at, at Mania 20? I don't remember. I, I really don't. I have 33 to. is a be- 33 is a better representation of what they're capable of. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And I feel like for for both opponents, like Bobby's like light years superior to Goldberg. And they would Brock and Bobby are both better opponents for each other than they were for Goldberg. That absolutely. So, and, and it's more of a realistic uh uh not even a style clash. Because it's more like they have the same style. Like Bobby, right. Bobby oh, they, they're oh. both grapplers. And by the okay. and by the way, 
this proves my point. Brock Lesnar and by Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 went almost 14 minutes. 14 of the most painful minutes in WrestleMania history. Yep. Because New York wasn't hearing that shit. Yep. So, okay, let me ask a better question. Which would be a a better ending to this? A 10-minute car crash multi-explosion action movie? (laughs) Or a 15-minute suspense thriller? And this is including entrances. I, I like I like the action movie always. The action, the, I, I think we got the action movie on uh, at Saudi Arabia. Oh, Bobby certainly brought that action. <laughs> Bobby, look, hey, Bobby took that shit personal. <laughs> like, 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 Bobby really, really came with the smoke. I, I love it. Swab, I love the swab, fact that we're I, transitioning. I'm sorry. I have never, I have never watched a premium live event, let alone the first match. And gone back and rewatched that match immediately. Fam. Bulk Hogan <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> and yes, for those of you who don't know, as long as Bobby is wearing the red and gold, and we're not going to call it red and yellow because, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no yellow in my homeboy. Say, red and gold, Bulk Hogan. <laughs> it is written so it shall be. I said sew it in. Oh man. <laughs> uh what what else do we have at uh, at Saudi? Uh, oh we That was good enough right there. That, that's how you started. You ended with uh Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Your winner and still, this is again your daily acknowledgement. Tribal chief head of the table and uh Universal Grand Champ or WWE Grand Champion Roman Reigns. Check this out, man. You have your podcast entourage travel halfway across the damn globe to give you a camera phone or, or an iPhone. You jump from the top rope, Shawn Michaels style, across to the Arabic announce table through Roman Reigns. And mm-hmm. the man got air. Mm-hmm. The man got undeniable air. And I don't know if that did it, but if it was already done, you just did more damage. But you completely destroyed a knee in the process. From what I've heard and read, I don't know how accurate it is because I haven't. You know, I don't keep up with anything that comes out of that guy's mouth. So, yeah. But um, it supposedly happened on the Buckshot Larry bit. You're that errant? On a buckshot lariat that you executed better than both people who've most recently used the buckshot lariat that you completely dis- you shred every ounce of a knee. I mean, how much other athletic shit have you seen him do besides that? I mean, getting tapped, getting tapped for t- ten rounds or however many rounds it was with Floyd Mayweather is just like, hey, I just have to stand up, I have to not fall, which he almost fucked that up. Boy, (laughs) (laughs) this is his third match, and that's the most athletic thing he's done in all three all three matches. It looks smooth, but I mean, shit! All it takes is for you to plant wrong one time, and it's over with. I know that firsthand. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
you can and and of course I'm I'm throwing shots because you know fuck that guy, but <laughs> it it really doesn't take much. Like you can hurt like we we've seen the most seasoned ever hurt themselves on some just random random shit. So it doesn't surprise me that he blew the nuts, bolts, and screws out of a whole knee <laughs> doing a buckshot lariat. But I mean, we've seen people. We saw Kevin Nash blow his knee out both sides. The quad, bro. Him everything, and <laughs> everything from the from the groin down. Just trying to make a tag. <sighs> it's just, I mean, I don't know what to say, bro. Like it's unfortunate. But it also guarantees you won't see him anytime soon again. So he might have he might have fucked up a WrestleMania payday because what we're in November. Yep. He, yeah. There's, there's absolutely yeah, that's, that's no out. way. There's no way that happens, bro. Because you you know what I had him pegged for? Pause. <laughs> um. <He's> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what I had him pegged for after, especially after us uh, Saudi Arabia, was. You know how we've been pitching this idea that at some point Sammy's going to end up out of the bloodline and that Kevin Owens was going to be involved in that somehow. And Sammy and Kevin would then take on the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag titles. And that's how you would finally get the tag titles off of the Usos. What the bigger money was going to be after I saw Saudi Arabia was the Paul brothers versus the Usos. Now, obviously, the Paul brothers are not going to become universal. They're not going to become double champions in first tag team match out. Actually, actually, I I, I see you and raise you, not the Usos, but but Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn. Uh... And I say that because of the, of the face-to-face confrontation that we had with Jake Paul and Solo Sokoa, which is going to lead to a match probably as early as Survivor Series, but, but I would probably think more so Royal Rumble because you got 60,000 people that you're going to be in front of. How many matches has Jake Paul had? Zero. Exactly. He's, he's, been, involved in, he's been involved in a couple of angles, but he hasn't been involved in zero matches. We don't get no fucks about that. LeVar Ball has been involved in an angle. We don't give no fucks about That'll that. That'll never happen again. You see what I'm saying? And hell, LeVar Ball's got a cleaner record than the two motherfuckers we talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, mull on that for a second. However, um, I don't feel comfortable in a in a in an environment where we're trying to turn over the largest the largest profit we can of railroading solo with having to carry Jake Paul. I'm just not comfortable with that. I'm not. I don't have any I don't have any trepidation about putting Solo in a big money WrestleMania situation. Just not with that guy. You're, you're getting ahead of me here, sir, because the only thing separating Jake Paul from Jeff Hardy and his date well in his show up in this particular match was the fact that he didn't emote. I'm gonna say it's a breathalyzer. Oh no, 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 we're not doing that, Swab. <laughs> you brought him up. But re- remember when Jeff Hardy showed up to to debut and helped Matt Hardy? He stood in the ramp and emoted while Matt was getting his ass handed to him. That That's- was an absolute. That was a microcosm of what Jeff Hardy has been. 
Yes. <laughs> but that I'm only use, using that for a point of reference for Jake Paul because that's the only thing that Jake did not do. Like, you're going to be nah, there I'm to provide you. support, but it was the support of what, like a jock strap or a bra? Because he didn't have that man's back. Like, I don't need you to support me by giving me dap. Fucking crazy. If my brother is going to come to support me, the only thing I'm going to make sure that he doesn't do is have bullets in the gun. Wait, what? Like, this fool came to the ring just to dap his brother up and literally look oh, no, around no. for him. We've had this conversation so many more times, so many times on this episode, and Jeff Hardy was the reason. It's like, no, if I if I am running towards the fight, it is going to be a cannonball moment. Like I'm full speed ahead, and then I'm just going to leap into whichever motherfucker I see first. And if you jump and I'm nearby, I'm probably going to push you to give you extra velocity. You see what I'm saying? Like Otto Von's fucking cannonball, Kevin Owens style cannon ball in the corner that's how i'm coming through oh man like who's coat no i I can't blame i can't blame producers for that i was just you're playing up a little too much of the showmanship aspect no one in saudi arabia cares enough about who you are for you to be trying to hey hey guys look at me no just fucking run man or walk like you have bad intentions and start throwing punches I, I I will I will never tout the high praises of either Paul brother in any sport. Nope. There was some great pictures that were made from this event. This tomato can your whole resume is full of either tomato cans, retirement home, uh, retirement home. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, occupants. <laughs> Or people who just decided to prop you up for a check. With the exception of the tribal chief head of the table and you know and a WWE grand champion. Oh no 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 no. Roman completely qualifies as someone who propped you up for a check. Oh oh okay, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> you did say that. Yes. <laughs> my bad. Fuck you mean, Shot? <laughs> my my bad, yo. My bad. <laughs> he done, he done, he done propped that boy well for a check. You understand? You understands me? Uh, how about the women in this pay per view? Like, oh my god, yeah. Uh, Becky and Bianca. Not Great. Becky. I'm sorry, Bailey and Bianca. Uh, I, I'm just. I'm so much more impressed when they're fully clothed. Like, and I know that sounds weird as fuck to come out of a guy's mouth. Doesn't but it I'm seem an, like they're working harder. Creature. Yeah. Like I just. I. I. I, I don't. Eye candy is not bad at all, but if that's no. all you have to offer, it's terrible. But that part—that's the part people don't understand. Like that—that that was what was wrong with the whole divas era. That's how the women's revolution started. It was the fact that you're looking at eye candy and no talent. Like which would made it forgettable. Like the outfits are much better. The, they're head to toe. Literally, all you see is hands and face. That's the only exposed skin you get when you're in Saudi Arabia. But the outfits are more creative. They're more colorful. Um, if you're actually watching for eye candy, you get a better idea about how these women are shaped. On on screen, the uh, the predecessor for all things Diva was Sunny. And she did a good job of having a, a decent amount of sex appeal while having some talent because she was 
you know, having commentary and just she she did a good job on the mic, and then she also was was a great well, not say great, she was a decent manager too. Now nowadays, like even going into the divas era, like people like and I hate to say this, His Kelly Kelly, come to him now when he's stoned like you're breath. you're all substance and no action, mm. and that was the the dichotomy of what a textbook diva it was was that, and. This presentation of fully clothed, very, very well thought out uh, pieces of uh, of apparel, like it just it, it gave more value. If you want to put, if you want to get a diva in twenty twenty two, leave that to Kayla Braxton because she's doing a damn good job right now of showing you what that looks like without having to worry about getting in the ring. Bruh, chill. I'm, am I? Tell me when I'm wrong. Just. I- just pour a tall glass of chill on this one. <laughs> Add a couple ice cubes for extra chill. <laughs> I throw it in the freezer for five. <laughs> for real. Slu- what's the what's the cup they got out that'll slush your shit up for you? Hey, let me yeah. find out. Where that at? I need out. Nah, I need, for real. I, I, I need that one. today. I, I believe you. I need that today. I'll do my Googles and see what I can get you real quick. Right on. Um who, who else we have? We had a tag team title match. It was uh, Eo Sky and Dakota Kai versus um, Kai uh, and Sky. <laughs> Basically, everybody just chill. Everybody just chill. Oscar <laughs> and uh, Alexa Bliss, and we had a returning Nikki Cross in a uh, pseudo model biker gimmick. I, I don't get it. I guess she's part of damage control now, but winners. Uh, and new. WWE Women's Tag Champions would be uh, damage control. Uh, by and large, though, overall, uh, with the exception of Omos versus Braun Strowman, this is probably the best presentation that they've had over in Saudi Arabia for any of their cards over there. I would, uh, would you agree, disagree? Add a, add a little extra. Like, what would you do? What am I agreeing to on this? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the card this uh, this year at uh, Crown Fool was the uh, among the better, if not the better card, uh, the best card that they've had presentation wise at Crown at Crown Jewel for Saudi Arabia. Possibly execution wise, but you the way you started off in saying Saturday morning wrestling made it appointment television. That's number one. <laughs> because there's a long standing history with Saturday morning wrestling, at least for us. Especially anyway. with WWE. Right. So there's one. Then, if nothing else, two matches on that card you absolutely had to see because you absolutely wanted to see what happened. So you 100% wanted to see what happened with Bobby and Brock. And you, you got... And, and you damn sure weren't expecting it to go first. But you got it. Go ahead, though. I mean, if I, it, what, what's the rule? If you're not last, you first. Facts. So, especially like this is supposed to basically be happening in, an, in, a, in a potential active war zone. So, Brock, I mean, Brock sure. was halfway home before the thing even ended. So, <laughs> you feel me? Before Roman even made his entrance, Brock was already back in a different time zone. Oh, man. But, uh, um, and then also, the you wanted to see how they were going to prop 
uh, Logan Paul up against Roman because you knew it wasn't going to, if it wasn't going first, it wasn't going to be a squash, which I would have 100% been okay with. I'd have been okay with him getting absolutely dog walked. Yeah, that 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 should have been the move. I mean, we got entertainment, but I, I would much rather have seen a dog walk. Like, like I I would have I would have loved to see Roman gain some weight. <laughs> like I'm great white hype. This was perfect, especially in Saudi Arabia. The only thing you needed was the Sultan. <laughs> Damn, that's exactly what it was. The Sultan was Haman. I'm talking about with the turban too. <laughs> with that, which well, you, nah, you know, that nah, would not nah, have happened. <laughs> no, not not with what's been going on lately. He could not go over there and do that at all. He couldn't be over here and do that. Meanwhile, the fans of Saudi Arabia who understand what's happening were cheering for Sami Zayn. Let that sit for a second. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to do do some research, please. There, there were there were two two notable uh, absences from the from the from the role. One of which holders. will never be back. Neither of them will ever go back. Uh, there, there's a higher chance for Sammy versus the other. I, we, we know for a fact the, there is no chance for no chance in hell for the other. <laughs> Sammy ain't never been the one. And they ain't never talked about wanting to go to one, and his convictions are quite firm. Ain't neither one of them ever going. <laughs> now, if you just want to say one is a hundred percent and one's ninety nine point five percent, sure, great. It's still pretty. If you round up, carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> Both high foot shot. You ain't finna see not now one of them over there at all. Yeah, ov- overall grade. I, I I definitely get this. This is like I don't even grade pay per views. So this is a definitely a. Um, like I said, the only the only thing I could could have done with that was Brian Shulman versus Omos, and I understood why that happened, but it wasn't necessary. Wait, so was this an A for Crown Fool lineage, or just A as a pay per view? Period. For me, period. Like if you look at the card, uh, mm. I we. Because I I actually was entertained by the entire card minus the Omos match. Like I just I, I there I, I just I'm over the Brock and Bobby greatness damage control versus uh, Alexa and Oscar maybe it was because they were clothed uh, but it was an entertaining match Drew versus Karrion Cross to me for a cage match that was funny and you couldn't you know you can't do blood over there so I mean you got you, they, they did the best thing they, they could do with what they had Judgment Day versus uh, the OC I really like that as a six man uh, the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes I like that match Bailey versus Bianca I can't say enough about that one and then Roman versus uh, Logan Paul the only reason why we don't even like to talk about that match is because it involves a Paul brother but that, that still went on 25 minutes. That's about 20 minutes too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but man, can you imagine 25 minutes with a pudgy Roman Reigns <laughs> beating the dog shit and sweating, like getting blown up in two minutes? <laughs> can you imagine like, that? <laughs> dog walking your ass. No, no selling. Ho- yeah, no selling <laughs> everything with a microphone in his hand. <laughs> Just narrating the whole damn match. Just nothing but rear chin locks and cross faces. I'm here for that. Rest, rest holds. <laughs> yeah, nothing but rest holds and pistol whipping. I'm here for all that. That's this is what you've earned. 
pay your penance. Oh man, I'd have been totally okay with that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's never too late to bring this back. <laughs> Just listen to us, <laughs> yo. But then on Monday, on Monday Night Raw, we got quite arguably the worst Money in the Bank cash in ever. On uh, it's not this guy's fault. On, I don't on Seth Rollins. This is I I I never liked main roster Austin Theory. That you can go back and listen to the episodes. I never liked main roster Austin Theory. Is he a talent for sure? The man is athletic as hell. He's young. He's got the look. Suave. He didn't deserve this shit. You take one of the more one of the more pro, prestigious angles in this business, one of the more entertaining angles in this business for over a decade, and bastardize it to a secondary championship that you're trying to rise up to be a primary championship, a championship that does not even have original WWE lineage. And make this man cash in a championship opportunity for a belt that he lost two champions ago to get back only to lose and fall further into the abyss to the abyss that is his character direction. Please help me make it make sense. I can't. Because there's no sense to be made of it. I don't, and there are there is a large contingency of wrestling fans on the internet who feel like Austin Theory is better off without Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. I don't understand how you could make that assumption saying that it frees you up for for other stuff. Like, no, it doesn't. It frees you up to be looked at as a loser. Like, Braun Breaker has absolutely no competition in NXT. Why not go beat him over the damn head and take his belt? Nah, dead ass. I would rather you try to cash in post main event of WrestleMania and come up short. Boy, and then start and then start your build the next day, and it's basically your one year rise back to power. If you tell me that happened, sure. But you t- you tell me that Austin Theory cashes in on a random Monday night against the United States champion. When he literally has eight eight months or so left to make a decision, <laughs> like you could have just sat on the case for another eight months and not had to make a move. And then here's the other part I would hear where people were like, "Well, what if they bring back money in the bank at WrestleMania?" Okay, fine. So then here here becomes that situation. I put Austin Theory in that match. So now you have a two-way go. You could have Austin Theory have both cases, and now he can just run around and start collecting titles. Then you can use one on the United States Championship since you hate Seth so much. Or here's here's an here's an idea. Well, fuck no, hold that part. Say someone else wins it. Pick a pick another person. So, uh, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> someone you're not too fond of these days. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I've seen the edge of the cliff. So, say Johnny Gargano is the other Mr. Money in the Bank, and now they're feuding over 
you know, who's going to get the cash in first. Basically, they're foiling each other's cash in attempts. So now they both have something to do to the point that they just get so tired of each other. They decide to have a match that says winner take all. I see you and raise you. What is the rumored reason for removing or getting rid of money in the bank? Mm-hmm. From what I've been seeing, it has oh, getting rid of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because they're going to bring it back for WrestleMania. Well, bring it back for WrestleMania, but also word is they're bringing back King of the Ring as a staple. Something that Triple H has been wanting to do, apparently. Which is my other only saving grace for him. This is the only way you're going to be able to rehabilitate this kid. How about you take the Money in the Bank winner and the King of the Ring winner and you put them in a match? Mm, I don't know. Survivor Series, Great American Bash, some something other than Survivor. I mean, other something other than Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. You put them in a match, and then that person is a winner take all, King of the Ring and Money in the Bank holder. Because that way you have two. Uh, the only reason. Go ahead. Only reason I don't say that is because with King of the Ring, <clears throat> and this is this matter of fact, put a pin in King of the Ring. But King of the Ring, uh, starting in two thousand two, when Brock Lesnar won it. Uh, is when the King of the Ring came with a SummerSlam title shot. I always thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's dope. I don't think it should be that way. And you're only four months so out from WrestleMania, fi- and, and it feels like it's six or uh, six to eight months because it's just WrestleMania is so big. But then you go into summer and you forget that anything is really popping off. But that that gets you through your fall. Facts. Um, it would have made SummerSlam look so much different this year if we had a King of the Ring tournament and then that person went on to challenge Roman Reigns. Of course, you would have come up short. However, it's a different match. It's a way to create a fresh competitor. But back to my dueling cases storyline. If if you, you have Gargano and you have Theory and they have this winner-take-all match, say Austin Theory wins that. So now Austin Theory has choices. Now, you could use it as a way to get one title off Roman if you just had to. But I don't know who would just go. I don't know who would show up for a cash in and say, I only just want one of those belts. Nobody that 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 would that would challenge the intellect of that of that competitor. But you've already challenged the intellect with the shit you just did this past Monday. Neither here nor there. Everybody already thinks he's a dumbass anyway. So it kind of goes in line. It's just now as opposed to him losing the money in the bank now he's gained fans through sympathy because they just feel sorry for the way he was booked they feel like he's being punished mm-hmm. for vince's ills but continue yeah see how that worked with baron corbin but um <laughs> Boy. but uh so say, say he we come up to wrestlemania time and he's got two cases so whether by him winning money in the bank with two cat uh at wrestlemania and having two cases or the eventual uh, dueling case storyline and he ends up coming out on top so now let's say he finds himself a tag team partner now he can cash in on the tag titles and then use the other case on Roman being the one guy that single handedly brought down the bloodline is like a career making moment right absolutely you had so many other options and so much more time to continue the build that this just felt like 
we're tired of dealing with him or like we don't see what everyone else sees or this is like some residual Vince Heat type shit. I don't... I'm almost under the impression it's like no matter what you do, nothing's going to be as good as what you did. This this isn't quite as bad as what you did to Otis, but it's right there. It's up, yeah. It's yeah. up there. Yeah, it, like we need, matter of fact, we need a mixtape of worst, <laughs> worst money in the bank cash. cash in. Is I mean, it's only six, six bad ones. The ones that didn't work. Yeah. So you got Otis, you got Cena, you got uh, Damian, uh, Damian Sandow. Uh, he had a bang. He cashed in on Monday Night Raw too, but he had a banger. In, ba- in the, the match, midst match of, was was a banger, but he lost. I, I guess it makes it bad if he lose, but he he would be the best of the worst, I guess, by far. Yeah, Anderson, or I'm sorry, Kennedy. Oh, he didn't even get to cash in, so you can't even count him. He lost his two edge. <laughs> Like, yeah, he didn't even get a chance to cash his shit in. Well, neither did Otis then, technically, because Otis lost his to Miz. He, he, he lost his in the fucking trial. It was the absolute worst shit ever. Like, Otis ain't never, Otis never ain't, recovered from that. Tell me you ain't worthy could, without telling me you ain't worthy. <laughs> shouldn't have made the decision. <laughs> like, stop doing shit for shock value. Have a plan. Oh man! Plan and to plan to work and work your plan, but that that all goes to show just you know you're dealing with like even more the more things change the more they stay the same. There's still going to be poor decisions that are going to be made regardless of who your rooting interest is for, regardless of which product you like more. If you're a wrestling fan, there's always going to be some shit that happens that doesn't make sense to you. This is one of those that like it doesn't really make a lot of sense now it may not make sense this time next year. i don't think it's ever going to make sense i just think that everybody is left in the biggest the biggest problem is it wasn't for the for a wwe title it was for the u.s championship right if he shows up as u.s champion next week like what the fuck he's already been u.s champion and that's one seth, seth and bobby did a good job of elevating the title but it's still lipstick on a fucking pig. But you, here's the thing: you haven't made you haven't made that elevation of the title plain and crystal clear to the viewing audience. Basically, to explain to them, this is the USA Network. The US Championship is the face of the USA Network. You are the guy on Monday Night Raw. Like to basically lay that out in no uncertain terms, so that people understand. When there's a U.S. title open challenge or when the U.S. title is the main event of Monday Night Raw, it's not because Roman doesn't show up. It's because this is the show where this happens. A flair territory style promo to put that over would solve would do wonders for that belt. Or if you would have just left MVP with Bobby Lashley, left the suits on, MVP would have been able to convey that very quickly, very easily. Remember any time the flair wasn't knee deep in the middle of a feud, he would come out. And put over not just the title, but the NWA as a whole and all of the talent, even the the Dusty Roses and the Kita Kolos, the Magnum TAs. He put everybody over in an attempt to get more eyes on the product while letting people know like how serious we are about our shit. Because he knows what for everything we ever say about Ric Flair, good, bad or indifferent, he does know which side his bread is buttered on. And so that that same if you if you're going to build up a non WWE title. 
to be the title on a particular brand or a particular show, that's going to be the only way that you do it. Now, granted, the younger audience doesn't give a shit about the U.S. title not being a WWE product, Mm -mm. but we can never forget the fact that that title will never be more than the Universal title or the WWE title because it did, and for no other reason, it did not come from WWE. On the flip side, or even on the same side of the coin, rather, the same thing you're talking about with elevating the U.S. title for the USA Network, yada, yada, yada. That could have happened with the Universal Championship, and that was one of those things that was more of an aha moment for fans than it was for the fucking front office. Explain that shit. I can't speak about the previous regime. We've done that too many times. <laughs> We've done that more than enough times that we shouldn't have to go back and rehash that conversation again. Oh, boy. Like, look, but you you completely railroaded Austin Theory. I don't know how you shake back from this, but one of my ideas is what you brought up about King of the Ring. So we had a conversation away from here about what King of the Ring should look like going forward. Um, apparently, Uncle Trips wants to go back to more of the 80s format, which I think that might be a misquote by the site that, that put it out there, but um, basically one night tournament. So a, a pay-per-view so, event or, or a premium live event that takes place over the course of one night. Right. So... I think the 80s where it was like literally one night tournament like from start to finish whereas in the early 90s into the mid 90s it became qualifiers on raw to where you would get to the actual pay-per-view and you had to win four matches in a night and then as we got further into the 2000s then it would end up being i think you had to win two matches maybe three at most i think the most was two in one night Something like that. And then, okay, it was two. And then Kurt, Hang- Kurt Angle ended up having an extra match with Shane McMahon. So he would have had to win three just over the course of the night. But two of them only counted as King of the Ring. Right. Um, I wouldn't be against four matches. So- <sighs> I wouldn't be against having to win four matches in a night just because I like the King of the Ring format. The, con- um, the conditioning was different back then, too. Um, I would like to see for safety it's, reasons. It's about who you put in the tournament, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for safety reasons, the people that you put in this tournament need need to have that conditioning there because, like, to be able to compete, like, we've seen the injury bug more on live television in the last two years than we probably have in the last 20. And Possibly, I, but, but every match doesn't have to be a, a 20, 25-minute banger either. Like, you're going to have of course, you're going to have your marathon men that are a part of the tournament, your Dolph Ziggler's, your Seth Rollins's, those with that with that type of cardio. But you're also going to have some heavy hitters that should be able to, you know, pull off some flash victories. Like you would have a Braun Strowman involved who theoretically would be able to, you know, get in, get out, get the fuck gone. One hit a quitter. Yeah, yeah. you. Right. And you should book it that way. Like you have a juggernaut that seems like they're going to walk all the way to the finals. A la Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. In 93. <laughs> like he, He's basically dog walking his way all the way to the finals, and then you end up against, you know, Bret Hart. And it's, you, you see what I'm saying here? Walk, like, walk you in, have chop, splash, one, two, three, next opponent. 
Right. You need, <laughs> and that's how you build multiple people in this tournament format. And you save time because you produce. You can be able to produce better TV when you have a squash like that. Right. You have the the injured baby face in peril, who's who's you know fighting against all odds. You have the juggernaut who's just walking people down. Um, you, then you have the, the the sneaky heel who's just kind of lie cheating, stealing his way all the way to the finals. And then when you get to that final four, it's like okay. And you know what's then crazy an, uh, about that format? It doesn't matter who it is that, that is on the on the receiving end of a short, like a like a really time sensitive ass whooping. Everyone is protected. No one walks out of that working looking worse for wear. You're in the fucking king of the ring tournament. It's like being in, it's like being in the NBA playoffs and getting eliminated in the first round. Motherfucker, you make the playoffs. I can almost tell you who would be who. Like your your injured baby face in peril who just keeps finding a way to win. Edge. Because, I, because <laughs> who? Edge. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Okay, you can have Edge as the uh, the sob story. He's the Jake Roberts of the t- of the tournament because he's the old guy. He can be Ro- Jake Roberts in '96. So you have that guy. I was thinking more because uh, it's Triple H's golden child, Johnny Gargano. Mm. Austin Theory is your sneaky heel who's lying, cheating, stealing his way all the way through. I don't know how much longer we got of that, but uh, truth, be, truth be told, I, I, so before I ring the, bu- the buzzer on this one, well, the bell rather, actually, let me go ahead and do it now. The same direction that the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus are taking where they haven't changed a thing, but the fans are getting behind them. That should be Austin Theory, especially after this shit on Monday night. What kind of baby face is a baby face because you're a loser? Ooh. That lo- that lovable loser shit does not cash out. Yeah. <laughs> so you need I mean, I would much rather people like double down on just being on his ass as a heel. Like, you know how like um after a heel taps out, the crowd will chant at him. You tapped out for a couple of weeks. Right. I would rather see them double down like that as opposed to like, oh, he's our guy now because he lost. The lovable <laughs> loser shit is literally what got Gargano over. Right. You see how, how that worked out? It 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 hasn't. <laughs> exactly. Allow me to go on record on here because I've said it other places. Gargano without Ciampa is mid. <laughs> like whether it's a tag team partner as an opponent whatever Gargano without Ciampa involved is mid to me and I mean Ziploc bag without the slider seal mid mm, mm, mm. yeah that's uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh and my my juggernaut would be solo Solo should be like one hit of quitting. Like he should be dog walking straight to the finals. So let me ask you this. Do you do four and four? Do do an eight man tournament or do you do eight and eight and do a 16 man tournament and and, and split the brands? It, if you do 16, I want qualifiers. Like you need to be able to make this mean something. Otherwise, for a one night tournament, just do eight. And I mean, they have to be eight dogs. No, like this World Cup thing they have going on feels like you're just using people who aren't being used on TV as well as they should be. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, this ain't even on the agenda. Impromptu mixtape. Let's build a king of the ring right now. We got Solo and Austin Theory. Those are two. They're, they're two automatic buys into the into the tournament. We need six more. 
Alright, hold on. Let me let me look at this roster, see who I really want versus just picking a name. Well no, so we we know those two because for the reason that you just explained. You need somebody that's gonna be a whole dog, and you also need somebody that's that where the lovable lovable loser shit ain't working. You gotta rebuild this man. So there's two right there. Two viable cases. Gunther. Walter. Even with the belt? Yep. I, look, if we're gonna do an eight man one night tournament, I want all I want all assassins. I don't want any fillers on this tape. Ooh. Even though we've already seen it, do you do Seamus because of that? No. Mm. Okay. Uh Walter Solo Theory. Uh Oh, I got a good one. Simply because of the fact that the door is open with him, Carl Anderson. Mm. He's 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 the never open weight champion, and they're advertising Meh. it as such. Meh. No. I'm good. I mean, if you want him on your list, you might want to start another column for me then. Nah, nah that's the whole point. We gotta, we got because because if, if I'm picking anybody from the OC, it's AJ. And to be honest, everybody in the OC is aged out out of what I'm trying to do right here. Oh, okay. All right. So that so that is a fact. And and they don't they don't have to be young, but they don't have to be on the on the they're on the downswing of their career either. Either or, but they just have to be. They have to have way more days in front of them than behind them, and it's yeah, it's a it's a thing. Okay. All right. So take so take out uh, take out Anderson, Montez Ford. That's a, that's a good breakout. How about Brian Breaker? That was gonna be next on my list. So all right, so so far we have Breaker, Ford, uh, Theory, Solo. We need four more. Cody Rhodes. Nah, nah, nope. Why? <sighs> because that's the same conversation as AJ and Carl Anderson. And he and he's not even on, active on, right now on WWE television though. And he's not even active right now. When's King of the Ring happening next week? We said right now. That's 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 uh, that's weak. That's weak to me. <laughs> that's, that's that's real weak to me. I don't see it. I don't see any reason to keep Cody out of this. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. All right, put him on there. Put Cody on there. How about how about no, no 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 you take you take uh you take Cody out put in um how about Elias that I was just looking at I was just looking there uh that's off the top either Elias yeah go ahead Elias Karen Cross ooh good one damn good one uh shit we ain't seen KO in a minute and he ain't hurt. Are we sure? Are we sure he's not hurt? No, we're not. But we say we haven't seen him in a minute. And this is true. I'll I'll take it. And how how many is that? All right. Uh, Ko Carrion, Theory, Solo, Braun Breaker, Valter, Six Piece Fried Heart. Mm Hmm. Uh, I'm scrolling. 
Write this name off to the side. Uh, L.A. Knight. I, I I I just thought about that. Did you see? You already you put Tez on there, right? Oh yeah. So that's so Tez. Uh, my Tez Ford. Um, you, right, wait, 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 wait. Here you go. Here you go. Tournament and you build a story. You put Ford and Dawkins. Here's your eight. No. Nope. If if you're gonna build the story like that, then you need Tez and Dawkins to meet in a qualifier, and then Dawkins to accompany Tez to the ring throughout the whole tournament. I was thinking about a semi, but okay, that works too. I, I'd I'd rather see that than anything than any other just random because there because there's a there's a built-in story for post King of the Ring because neither one I of just them don't want. Hmm? I don't want to see them split like that. Is it's it's. it's Contrive. I don't want to see them split. Who said they had to? Because so this would be like the first time where something like this would happen, and someone not split. Like they have the, op- the opportunity to meet in a tournament against each other, go all just literally balls to the wall, and then still. Well, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the first time. It'd just be the first time in Stanford in a long time. FTR just did this. Yeah, but that was was it the tournament. Yeah. Okay. That was, but that was for the what the eight the All Atlantic. Nah, this was for um, the Owen Hart invitation. Yeah, <sighs> that's not even. Yeah. Hey, look, I, it was a tournament. I don't. I mean, I'm with don't you. Shoot the, don't shoot the messenger. I got you. That part. <laughs> I, hey, here, here's one, and he should almost be ready to return by now too. Rick Boogs. He's earmarked, so definitely. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with that. So we can replace. You can you, if you want to put one of the uh, state prop chain gang street profits in there. If it's going to be Dawkins, oh, crap, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, you said Ford. So if it's going to be Ford, yeah, then I would like to see Rick Boogs there. Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs. I I think that's a fire ass eight man tournament right there that's something that's worth watching and something that's going to give us viability long term also like Tommaso Ciampa um, um I I wouldn't mind seeing Woods in it again It'd be a, as a as a possible two time King of the Ring winner okay fuck it let's go 16 we can go <laughs> eight more because <laughs> you need you need qualifiers anyway so go eight more uh, right. Champa Woods uh Champa Woods Shelton Benjamin Mm, same reason uh, for the uh, same uh, reason yeah, I didn't yeah, include. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shin splint. Same, almost the same. Damn. Like you know how many times they like they just fucked off Shinsuke in this uh, World Cup tournament. Like first yeah, round. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, uh give me. Uh, I don't want to see Otis or nor uh Chad Gable. <laughs> yo, yo, Otis. Uh, OG Otis. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm, I'm, I'm over riddle for a while. You, can, you, can, br- you can bring in LA Knight now. Cool, cool. Um, I want to say and Mad bring, Cat Moss, and, but and no. You, and you can bring in Cody now. If we can bring in LA Knight, we can bring in Cody for the same reasons. Pause on Cody. Is, is um, uh, is Gargano? Was he part of the original list? Hell no. Put him in there. All right, so Gargano, L.A. Knight, um, shit, who, who, who <laughs> that fast? Uh, this is this is an absolute Woods. <laughs> yeah, we gotta start writing shit down. 
uh, not spring spring chickens anymore. So that's three. <laughs> a returning Corey Graves. <laughs> I thought about that too. Fuck no. Uh, uh, I got a good one for you, Carmelo Hayes. Bring him in. Bring him in. Uh, Santos Escobar. Well, wait, but 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 since we're putting Braun Breaker in here, do you want to do more than one NXT guy? I bring. I brought him in specifically because he's the champion. Then I think he should be the the lone standout. Right. From NXT. Right. That's exactly. I'm with you. Uh, how about uh, Santos Escobar? Eh. I don't feel one way or the other. So, I mean, if we just end up with a spot that needs to be filled, that's cool. Um, I'm, I don't maybe, know. If I'm maybe, I'm put, maybe I'm putting too much stock in him as, oh, shit, replace Escobar. Put Mad Cat Moss in. Fuck that. Put Damian Priest in. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Priest. Um. Uh, now you can go back and put Elias in. All right. So that's six. We need two more. All right. Scrolling and looking who deserves an opportunity. Uh, I said I'm good on Riddle. No to the Miz. You know Ziggler would put on a fucking show. He yes, but he also falls into that. I know, uh, I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, if if that's the case, we need an eight man elder statesman tournament. Uh, which we could never call it that, but I, I'd be cool with that too. Like if you just wanted like super bangers, that might be fire. Uh, Mustafa Ali Mustafa Ali is in the waiting room I don't know if I want to let him in here just yet <sighs> I'm not, same, I'm, thing I'm, for, same thing for Rico I'm not sold on Ashanti the Adonis And I'm also not uh, Bobby Roode The same reason to AJ and Carl Anderson No uh, Sami Zayn is almost the outlier Of that group And you got Solo already in there Right. I mean, but you're looking for you say you're looking for a storyline, so but yeah, uh Sammy in the waiting room. Nope, no, 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 no. Bring him in. Alright. Yeah, bring him in. Cause you cause you nope. know you know uh you you know when given free reign on time, he can put on a banger. We we need one more. <laughs> you got Champa in there, right? No. Cause uh Champa's hurt. We got Gargano in there. We don't have Champa in there. Champa should be in there. If if we gonna have that conversation about we were gonna let Cody in, might as well let Champa in. I mean, we there's there's a whole lot of wrestling right there. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you want to do this, okay. How many how many people did you want to do for this this Elder Statesman tournament? Because we turned a lot of people down on ageism. Eight. Eight. I AJ. AJ. Um, Cody, Dolph, AJ, Cody, Dolph, Rude, uh, Anderson. You really campaigning for Anderson, ain't you? Listen, they they just they they deserve a. They deserve the check that they're getting. Damn, they're getting paid very well. They deserve the check. I'm I'm, Kofi Kingston. 
Kofi Kingston over Carl Anderson. Why not? Why not both of them? Because I ain't there yet. <laughs> if Carl Anderson makes it in on this tournament, he will be like number eight chosen. Sheldon Benjamin. One more. We got the eight already? Well, we got seven? Mm-hmm. Who we got? Uh, uh, so, okay, so Dolph, Bobby, AJ, Cody. Uh, did we say Balor or no? No. No, but, the, but yes, put him in there. Okay, Balor. Uh... Oh, that's a killer tournament right there alone. Um, see? Oh, let me see, let me let me start using my shit. Oh, you stop telling you just start writing with I'm, 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 I'm typing. I'm typing. I'm typing. Dolph. Thank you. Hey, Dolph. Cody. AJ. Rude. Uh, uh, Gargano. No, 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 wrong tournament. Um uh, Ballard. Edge. Edge. That's six. We need two more. All right. I'm scrolling. Kofi. Or was he in the other one? Did I put Kofi on there? We'll put Kofi in this one. Yep. Yeah, Kofi. Yeah, Kofi's on this one. So that's what? Seven? That's seven. Ooh. Uh, Scroll, scroll, scroll. Sheamus runs over everybody if he's in this bitch. Same thing with Drew. Uh... Drew's not old enough. He just, he's just, he just needs to cool off. Um, Sheamus, uh, I'm good. I'm good on him. Shelton Benjamin. That's what it was. Oh, so we already got eight. Yeah, that's eight there now. Yep. So told you, Carl Anderson was not gonna make it. Yeah, Dolph, Cody, AJ, Valor, uh, Valor, Valor, uh, Rude, Edge, and Shelty B. And Cody. Yes, sir. You know who could have been in this tournament dog walk everybody for real, for real. Who that? Randall Keith. Yeah, I didn't, injury. That's why his name. We I've been purposely staying away from his name on this show. You know how we were disrespectful. We didn't put Ray Mysterio in there either. So who can we kick out to put Ray in? All right, hold on. Uh, let's see, we can kick out. Rude is the first person that comes to mind. I, although I know he'll put on put up classic matches, he's the first person that comes to mind for this tournament. He he is the odd man out of this tournament. I just feel, I, I feel like Bobby Rude has not had enough opportunities like this. He's one of those like if you just let him put on strong matches, he's gonna get over by the end of the tournament just because his work is so solid. Okay, once again, okay, okay. Uh, take out Edge because he doesn't give a fuck. He's already a Hall of Famer. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to say because like you you put that name against Dolph, Cody, AJ, Bobby, Finn, Kofi, and Shelton Benjamin. Any one of them is getting disrespected. You can take Wait, them out. Bobby, who? Oh, rude. rude yeah, rude. I thought you were talking about Lashley. No. Um, Edge Fist because he's the former King of the Ring winner out of that whole group. Well, him and him and Woods. Um, wait, Woods is in the in the new tournament. He's in the new tournament. Yep. Okay. Uh, Edge is the outlier. I will say that. Resume wise and everything, he is the outlier. Um, and I guess him and, and Ray can kind of occupy the same space. Like, 
Edge is older than the rest of the field, even though it's not by much, but he's seen as older because he competed in a, in a different era. Whereas Ray seems like he doesn't fucking age. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Ray just don't seem like he fucking ages. Like, he's the same dude from fucking WrestleMania 23. Uh, until, you know, an unfortunate injury occurs. But yeah, like, yeah, Ray can occupy the same space as Edge in the same tournament. So, I'll take Ray. Right on. All right. Uh, we can save that. Uh, I, I did have another mixtape. We can save that for another show, or even like until we well, once we come back from this uh, this little mini 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 stretch of like I can't call it vacation, but because we still gonna be having shows popping off, but we're not doing another live show. Oh, a live show that doesn't involve uh, heavy AEW talk until December. So. I, we can save that one for that. Uh, but speaking of AEW, <laughs> MJF has been off TV uh, in, inside the arena for a couple of weeks, and we were wondering what was going on. Apparently, he's uh, signed on to be in the Von Erich movie. <laughs> As Lance? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, I was low key geeked about this shit. So they said Lance. Like, dog, dog. I'm not no cap. I'm not even bullshitting and. and I remember that shit was deflating. I remember remember when Fritz came on answering questions as if someone legitimately asked him this question in the mailbag and he addressed this man by his real name, William Vaughn, and said, No, he's not a Von Eric. That shit lasted a whole three weeks. Let me ask you this, Suave. He got scammed. Suave, three weeks. This program lasted three weeks. I, can, look, can 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 MJF legitimately pull off a uh, can, can he pull off a story or a, a character for that was in the storyline in wrestling for three weeks when it's <laughs> when this whole when this whole movie is encompassing two generations of talent? Okay, the question is, can he pull off anything noteworthy? The answer, because it's him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna depend on a few things: how the script is written, and what the main idea of this movie is. So, we we were having this conversation with someone who wasn't from Texas. We're we're, I'm native. You spent enough time here and seen enough of the local TV. By far, transplant, second home, you name it. I'm that. I've been here, oh. done that, can get around better than people who've been here all their lives. Go ahead. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I'm, you know, I, I grew in, didn't flew in. So the question was, the question was posed. So it, the way it was posed to us was like, Lance was going to be a pivotal part of the movie in A24's production. And you and I both looked at it like, what? <laughs> of all of all of the things that you could choose about the Von Eric story, regardless of which which one of the the brothers you were going to focus the movie around the most you spun the wheel and landed on lance no i'm just saying like (laughs) if you picked david if you picked carrie if you picked kevin hell if you picked mike if you picked fucking um what was the smallest one that was was uh, another one chris chris yeah 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 oh if you if you hell if you focused on uh fritz 
at no point would you feel like Lance plays a pivotal role. He, he either signifies the decline of business in the area or it's like a it's a passing afterthought that that's just it there is no allegiance to Lance. there's no depth there's no depth in lance it's just unless a, you make unless you fake it it's just a name von eric that you gave him that you gave him that's it so unless there's some extra stuff that that Kevin can shine light on as far as helping the the script writers keep this sort of true to the actual narrative cuz here here's the problem and I don't think people are putting enough stock into this cuz the counterpoint I was given is that this is cinema and you know it's not going to be a documentary. Of course I know this isn't going to be a documentary and there've been at least two really good ones done already. Yep. The thing is Texas obviously is a very large state and encompasses a top five market. As a matter of fact, what two top ten markets? Yep. Two top five so, markets. No, this is true. I wasn't I wasn't trying to brag totally, but yes, that's the factuals of it. Two two top five markets. So when this film releases, that plays into the analytics, into into how you market. You're gonna spend a lot of extra marketing dollars for this area because it's something that resonates with these people in these top markets. If the movie is not at least true to the story, doesn't have to be blow by blow account. You can probably omit one thing here or there, or you can shave some things for the aspects of time. But if you try to rewrite history, with these people on this subject it's going to blow up in your face i don't give a fuck how much gas zach efron is on <laughs> it, it won't matter which if you've seen the pictures floating around the inter internet he looks more like scott putzky than he does kevin von eric but still absolute he's, factual. He's, he's he's trying so i give him an a for effort but you can you can sort of reshape the narrative you, you can shave things for time constraints but if if what i've what we've been told is is even remotely accurate that you're going to cover you know up and through carrie's demise you're gonna you're basically going to cover everything that we know already so everything that was told in the dark side of the ring everything that was from the wccw um documentary that wwe put out then i think there's another one that was independent from that hero so I, I think they were both called the heroes of world class the independent one and the one that wwe put out the independent right, one so if in, if anyone out there in pencil pusher land has that one or has access to it please hit us up show you're at brokenpencilbc.com oh oh you got you got talking to him wait a minute hold on you have the independent one yep Let's talk off deck, man. <laughs> Scrape like that. I just gotta go find the DVD, and I'm almost certain I know where it is. Yeah, I, fact, I, I remember. Almost I, 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 I remember is. trying to order it, and by the time I did, they went out of business because of the of the WWE purchase. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, if if it's not true to form, you're gonna have problems because this particular region of the world has no problem about being being vocal. Winning some shit they don't like. Boy. 
<laughs> so I, especially go ahead. especially as it relates to their native sons. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you said who about what? It's soon to be <laughs> a phenomenal fee. Man. We will take some of this broken pencil knot to slice it off and put it on your plate. Go ahead and cash at me mine. <laughs> one time for the one time. Cash at me mines. Oh, this motherfucker here. He gonna he gonna really hold me to the uh hold me to the fire. <laughs> that's the that's what makes us better. Better than you. <laughs> uh, yep, accountability is what makes us better. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you're not going, you can't include all of those life points and then tell me Lance is the climax of the movie. <laughs> you could have told me he was playing Buddy Roberts. Okay, here's a fun <laughs> thing. Here, here, <laughs> damn. Because look, we had, we had some shit going on before we saw that. Uh, plus, let us also be transparent on this. We don't know for certain that MJF is playing Lance. That's just a report we saw. It could be complete bullshit. It could be just some something somebody pulled out their ass. Pause. We we came up with the um the idea that MJF was gonna play Gino Hernandez. Boy. Which, which if he played Gino, sorry, we got action. Cause that shit's gonna be a hundred percent right in pocket. If he got to play Gino Hernandez, greatness. To which I then countered and said, "Somebody need to call Nick Aldis to play Chris Adams." <laughs> Yo, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh man, especially now with the attitude that he has, it would not be hard at all. That would not you be hard at all. Oh man. Bitches, you trying to bring the 80s back is you ain't. <laughs> but again, I'm not I'm not in A24's casting room. I don't know what the direction of this movie is. I have not seen the script. I don't even really know other than what light conversations we've had back and forth about what the direction is going to be. But yeah. Was Chris was that. Chris Adams taller than Gino? Mm, I'd have to go back and watch yeah, I don't know. They have, have to do some. If he was, they have to do some camera tricks to pull that one off. Because there's a there's like a four or five inch height difference. That man, that all, oh, you, all oh, man. Well, yeah, well, either way, I know it's not that much of a height difference between the two of them. Man, you uh, you you, you hit something there, boy. Oh my god, I'm interested now. That's what she said. Hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Hey, yo, listen. Oh, man. Actually, so Chris Adams was six foot one. Uh huh. Gino was what, five ten? No, both six foot one. I knew they Bingo. looked like to be about the same height. All I really know is your hoe wants to be with me. She ain't playing. Feel <laughs> what I'm saying. Me. I mean, <laughs> between the sheets. Um. See, see. Oh man, um, you mentioned Dark Side of the Ring. I was, I've been checking out uh, Tales from the Territories. Man, did you see the uh, Polynesian Polynesian Pacific Pro Wrestling story? I did, but it watched me more than I watched it. Go so back. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go back and watch it so that I can, you know. Yeah, I, I never knew Lars Anderson was as influential in the industry as he was, or had that much of a stronghold. Um, I just remember seeing Polynesian Pacific Pro. 
on cable access randomly. It wasn't even every week. I just see certain episodes, and I can just I just remember seeing. Uh, you remember back before the, uh, the 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 redo of the set and. Uh, on World Championship Wrestling where they just had just the, the blue apron with the yellow NWA letters on it. You remember that mm. those days? They had so that's the ring that they had. That's they that's one of the aprons that they had over there was just that. It just said NWA and gold letters on the on the blue apron. But I remember seeing everything from battle royals to uh uh like like six man tag matches and there was always a big name in that and boy, some of the stories, and the fact that Kevin Sullivan was literally everywhere is crazy. I couldn't turn on my TV, and with the exception of um, Mid South UWF, that was the only place where I didn't see Kevin Sullivan. I literally saw him everywhere else. If I turned on and saw I uh, IWCCW, I could see him and Ox Baker. If I'm turning on World Class, I see him and Mark Lewin. Like if I turn on Polynesian Pacific Pro, I, I see him and and, uh, and Mark Lewin as the Purple Haze. Like just man, that man was everywhere. And then so the ne- the last two episodes apparently uh, we're gonna have this coming week the uh, Portland Territory, and then following that Mid South. And I really think that they if they really wanted to get active. They could do whole seasons on each one of these territories. That's just my take on it. Is it is it just my disconnection, or has does it really seem like Tales from the Territories has not hit as hard as Dark Side of the Ring? Or maybe it's just is it just I'm not I'm expecting too much. I guess the better question for me then would be, what are you expecting? That that's probably it. I don't know what to expect from this. Like, Dark Side of the Ring has me where like I'm, I'm expecting depth to story. I'm expecting um, it's almost like a documentary on steroids. Versus, for those of you who have ever who have the cock pause or uh, had <laughs> WWE Network in its original inception. There's a there's a show on uh, on there called Legends of Wrestling, where it's a panel of people sitting in a room, black backdrop, and they're just discussing different topics from the territories. Same format. There's so, just they don't have the instead of using the reenactments a la Dark Side of the Ring, they just use actual footage. So, but it would be. Like, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So here, I think the the biggest disconnect here for me with Tales from the Territories is you're taking. Give me a territory. Just, just name a territory. Memphis. Shit. Okay, you're taking a territory that had a roughly 35 year run under different names, but the players for the most part remain the same for roughly 35 years and you want to take that and wrap a bow on it and give it to the masses to understand in 44 minutes when the majority and I'm saying when I say majority I mean like 90 to 95% of the footage 
that's available from all eras of Memphis wrestling no longer exists. It's an idea in people's head for those who are still alive. That's not even cap. That's what it was because it was expensive to, to keep tape and buy tape. That's just no, one. No, that's that's I'm, just I'm one example. You. Like that part, I'm with you on. It's it's the as far as holding my attention, it doesn't do the same job that Dark Side of the Ring first three seasons had done. And then by comparison, like the direct comparison is the Legends of Wrestling show, which is the exact same thing. It just has, I wouldn't say better production value, just different. And they do it the same way. They just don't, um, Chaos from the Territories gets into the weeds. So you actually start seeing parts of the business that probably weren't supposed to be told, or you get some of those like inside the car stories. Like the AWA episode yeah, with that, all the shit. That one had had to have that one in Florida had to have the most uh, depth of real life associated right. with I, that we have seen. I, for season one, I would want more more of those. I would want more of the AWA Florida Championship Wrestling, even the Memphis story. So, and, so, and something tells me the reason why they're waiting for last for Mid South is the one that's probably going to have the most stories attached to it. Some something I I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm hoping, but because we've we, it, we've it, both heard stories. Yes, it's just I don't know. May, and maybe it just needs to be where once the season's over, I take a day and just watch all of them straight through. Because I just. I don't, I don't even know if that's a good idea. So I, let me let me come let me kind of put it to you like this: Tales from the Territories would be the biography from birth to death, right? Where Dark Side of the Ring is the most exciting birthday party within someone's life. You know, there's going to be some bullshit at the at the best at the best birthday party. There's always a drunk uncle who's begging for crackers still in the ring. Jeez. That that's the best way I can compare it, uh, because I like I'm not I'm not going into it hoping for anything more than learning learning more overall about the organization. Because like Polynesian Pacific Pro, like I, there were things I didn't know that you know. Because most of, most of the stuff that you learn, you find out on Young Rock. And this that that episode gave you a little bit more to the background of the business workings of it. Cause there was there was some man there was some shit in that one, but just for the fact that you're you're giving like a a, a handful of stories, you can't tell me that there aren't that many hundreds more, especially from those who are still alive. Oh no, hundred percent. I'm not saying that you can't have you know seasons upon seasons of this. I'm just like, okay, remember when Vice had this huge rush on wrestling content and we were watching it all at one time. There was. Uh, of course, there's season one of Dark Side of the Ring. Then there was the wrestlers. The wrestlers. And I think there was like one other show. MLW was on there too. And no, then, but there was another like documentary style show. That's the not, one. Not uh, that wasn't the wrestlers. That was was the wrestlers the one that had Darby Allen on it. Yes. So well, so then you're right. There was another one. Um, and it was more focused on backyard than than MLW and Evolve. Um. Yeah. I know. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, and I don't have Vice's app right in front of me to just, but yes. And by the time you got so far into watching Dark Side of the Ring, the other two shows started to pale in comparison. It's like that. Yeah. 
that that's exactly what it is like tales from the territories is not bad it just pales in comparison to dark side of the ring because of how well that's done yeah and and with the same team involved but right so, that's that's crazy and then you also have the um the and, that, and that's before i even start thinking about how i feel about the people who are sitting around the table half the time right and then you have the money that's involved with the rock like that's what makes me want to support it but i'm like i also look at the table and i'm like i know it's some sketchy motherfuckers sitting at this table every episode there's at least one person at the table that i know for a fact is sketchy as fuck <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's, a lot, it's a lot going yeah. on at one time yeah and i named them <laughs> henceforth why i did not go back and name them again uh yeah there's there's always a super sketchy motherfucker involved in here somewhere and it's like uh yeah because when you're yeah. everywhere <laughs> when, you're, when you're everywhere i'm everywhere you ain't never there oh man uh that that's uh it says a lot, don't it? Yeah, it says a lot and says everything. Last but not least. Actually, well, we already said it. I'm like, we ain't going back through that shit. Fuck it. Shortbrokenmissilebc.com. Brokenmissilebc at gmail.com. That's at Brokenmissilebc on all things social. At Brokenmissilebc on what? Everything. 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 Countdown to 200 is on. Suave, take us to the house. Pencil pushes. It's up, you motherfucker! You you just you just sent me this Pencils shit. Pencils down. Uh, I had that shit. I had that shit pulled up like twenty minutes ago, and I just I just yo. Sent it. As we close the show, this is amazing. I'm this this. this I told teep. you it existed, and I found you the cheapest one. Hey, this is this a T? No, that's not a T file, but still, like so. That's the that's. Give me hold on. <laughs> oh, don't stick around too, because there's more shit after this too. Y'all stay tuned. What what? what send me the more expensive one. I'm gonna see that one too. Right, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> I am not cutting this out. This this is a slushy cup. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told you I'll be I'll be on the cook now. If there's some Yo. cool shit out, out here, I'm gonna find it. This is this is I don't my, know why you be, be th- my inner and outer nine year old is like, yo. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've never forgotten this shit. The really shit you ever told me since I've known you is saying that you were an adult. You were a ten year old in an adult's body. Yep. And you that was and that's paraphrasing. The the, the the way you said it was a lot more eloquent. The more but that the, is, I'm the like, more the more you hang no, around me. There's never been anything truer. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, man. Yep. Yeah, yep. is this is this a kid? I was like, you know what? That that is that is someone they got broken pistol colored it, cup, fam. It's self-awareness on a level that I don't know from a lot of people. They got, that's that's incredibly self-aware and I was like, this is yeah, that that that's a remarkable quality. Pretty spot on. But they but I'm more giddy over the fact that not just the fact they got this cup, they got a broken pencil colored cup. Y'all should be more like us. Yeah, you don't have this. <laughs> Oh yeah, I do see the green one. We get the stick as whole. We need to find out if we can actually get these bitches paid. <laughs> Drop shipping. Are they all? They're all only twelve ounces. I need something. I need like a 
18 or, or it's like 16 or 24 that's what i really need you need what like a 16 or a 24 ounce oh uh hey look bullshit. pencil pushes pencil yeah. pushes y'all take a picture with your slushy cups if you got them if you don't have them y'all should get them and take a, <laughs> and take, a take a picture then we'll post them shits on our fucking social media let me tell you something really interesting that I saw this morning. You know, the, uh, okay. the, uh, what was that show? The Gaineses from Waco, you know what I'm talking about? The home improvement nope. people, the silo folks, the Magnolias. You know, you don't watch, mm. you don't, you don't watch, uh, Discover, well, back, well, it was on, uh, like, uh, HGTV. It had uh, Magnolia Silos. It's on 35 going to Waco or whatever, where it's like from my HGTV show or whatever. I'm sure I've seen it in passing. Okay. So it's this chick. She looks Asian uh, and she probably might be, and her husband's white, but their, their last name is Gaines. But anyway, they, uh, they, they did like a five year deal on HGTV and then took their talents to Discovery Plus. They were one of the first uh, shows. Or one of the first people to get shows on Discovery Plus. They had like two or three shows on Discovery Plus. Well, they got a show that's coming out. It's already out. And new episodes come on Fridays at like 8 p.m. Eastern, right? Mm-hmm. They stream on both HBO Max and Discovery Plus in real time. Mm-hmm. So that means either Discovery Plus is about to take a fucking nosedive or all the content with and uh, and that uh Discovery Warner umbrella or Warner Discovery however the fuck the name goes is about to be interchangeable similar to TBS and TNT I would guess interchangeable like okay well 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 funny you should say that because remember how Rampage, or Rampage, Dynamite used to be on the TNT app? It's been mm-hmm. moved to the TBS app. See? But not changeable swaps. But but no longer on the TBS app or TNT app. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Can you find Rampage on the TNT app? Yep. Well, then there's that. They're just being brand specific. Um, I, It's hard to tell because, like, I... I'd have to see numbers on what the D- Discovery Plus subscription rate is. Not not what you're paying a month, but how many people are actually spending the money for Discovery Plus. Because that that's not my demographic. Uh, and- 20 as of February of this year, 22 million and that, that is fucking incredible. As of August, actually, here here is a variety article, so this is very verifiable. Uh, they don't break out the HBO Max numbers, which I'm sure are insane because multiple smaller phone carriers actually use it outside of AT and T. AT and T uses it for their phone service, their TV service. Uh, and something else, but uh, let me see. 90, 92 million total. So it says in the second quarter, media conglomerate said HBO Max, HBO and Discovery Plus subscribers to combined to 91, 92.1 million 
up 1.7 million from the previous quarter, 22% increase from 75.8%. However, never guessed. the streaming business lost subscribers domestically, dropping 300,000, falling from 53.3 million to 53 million, even around uh, in around as of June 30th in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Discovery reported 24 million direct-to-consumer subscribers in Q1, adding up to 100.8 million from the 76.8. This is Steiner math worldwide See? and 48.8, 48.6 domestically. See? So, what accounts for the discrepancy? The company restated HBO Max subscribers to count third-party distribution deals. Only if the individual has activated their subscriptions. See, that's not that. Now, now we're talking. That goes. That corroborates exactly what I was saying. So, for instance, I have Directv and I have AT and T for my phone service. Up until April of this year, I was using uh, I was using HBO Max through the phone service until they took it away from me. But they still, I still got to keep it. I'm sorry, I, I got the, it was through Directv until they took it away from me. But I parlayed that to my phone service because it was already part of my phone service because of the plan that I had. I just never activated it. So technically, I had two subs in my house alone, and I only used one at a time. So by that math, they only counted my subscription once because there was never any overlap. When one died, I activated the other one. There are lots more like me who have it and don't act, haven't activated because they simply just don't know how. That number could be close to 200 million, bro, on the real. Well, um, well, okay. <laughs> go go so ahead. That- Talk to him, <laughs> Hawk. <laughs> Tell him, Hawk. <laughs> so that, that pushes me to believe. If it's that many people, it's that widespread. That gives you an idea about who the audience is. Right or wrong? Am I? Am I? Am I? Elaborate. Elaborate. So that top end number you said was like in the fifty million domestically. Yeah. Yes. So that that's people who have access, but had but not every one of those people has actually gone the over the top app route for what HBO Max or oh, I'm, I'm sorry for for which part of it HBO or or uh Discovery Plus Discovery is more what I'm worried about HBO HBO for it being a premium channel that has explicit content that's not so much what I'm worried about I'm okay. getting at a specific yeah, point yeah, about yeah. Discovery Plus yeah Discovery Plus is 24 million They're- okay so 20 24 million people have Discovery Plus Mm-hmm. That would lead you to believe that if 21, you said 21 or 24? 24, 24, 24, 21, 21. Uh, <laughs> 24, can you do something for me? <laughs> so with 24 million people on Discovery Plus, that would lead you to believe this is a mainstream, very American, Americana type subscription service heartland or any, any of these phrases you know pushing you in the right direction 
salt of the earth, things of that nature. Mm. So you look at that demographic of people. These are probably the same people that eat at Cracker Barrel Sunday morning faithfully. Okay. Religiously almost. Okay. That's what I was getting at. It wasn't a particular uh, racial demographic more than it was an age demographic. I was exactly and specifically more women than men. Bingo. So that would lead me to believe that people who operate in that lane don't give a fuck about professional wrestling or the style of professional wrestling that AEW perpetrates. (laughs) Meaning you are not a necessity. You are not contributing. You're not contributing enough viewership to that 24 million that already subscribed for you to try to bang on the table to be included. You're needless. Or you're, you're, you're neither an asset nor liability. You are a non-factor. You're just there. So Tony Khan's bankroll may be what keeps you in play just because he's willing to foot the cost of a lot just to keep them in the position that they're in. Which further makes the CM Punk shit so fucking stupid. You were doing a million a week riding the CM Punk formula. (laughs) You opted out of that two, three, four years early to go with the indie darlings turned international New Japan darlings turned message board saviors. They've never drawn a dime. Like this ain't this ain't even me with my personal bias against them. This is me looking in real time in real life. They have never popped a number on TV. As a matter of fact, they've caused numbers to dip. They've never drawn a dime certainly without Cody. <laughs> so that's what makes this decision by Kanos because this is a Kanos thing. This is, I can't, I can, I can blame the Shalit for all of the stories that are coming out. The ones that come out through Meltzer and all the different narratives. I can blame them for that because they're just leaking information, trying to make themselves look like it's not their fault. But the final decision standing on business that's Kanos. That's Tony Khan. And if Tony Khan is making those kinds of business decisions, I don't know what the future of AEW is. And it's probably Fight TV. At this rate, like, the, the ratings for Rampage are falling out of the fucking sky. It's not much better for Dynamite it's just dynamites on Wednesday. It's appointment television because they shit us on. Right. That which is the why it was the perfect day to begin with. Right. Uh, up update on uh, Chris Mathis Punk. He was on UFC Fight Pass doing commentary for Cage for Cage Fighting Fury Championships. Mm. Which he was doing that. I don't know if he was doing it while he was with AEW, but. He was a, reg- a regular for them prior to signing. I just don't know what it looked like while he was uh, act- actually actively performing. 
So my analysis about that kind of remains. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Then never mind. I just got my answer. Last August, he was commentating for them and made a, a uh, made an AEW reference. Okay, so my my position on this remains the same. If they have held a canned show since last year, wait, that's August of last year. Or oh August wait, 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 wait. So that's before. So yeah, August of 2021. So he'd only been with AEW a year, right? So so he hadn't even them, he hadn't even debuted yet, right? So for them to have held a canned show for over a year and then drop it now. My whole argument remains the same. That Wait, no, 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 no. You talking about you talking about this show that just happened? What? Okay, okay. He's see, commentary. Yeah, what? the commentary was was on uh, Fight Pass tonight. It was live. That wasn't a canned okay. show. But last August, he did mention AEW at, at a, a CFFC show. Oh, fuck what he did last August. We ain't worried about that shit. Yeah. Unless you're gonna tell me how much he was making. <laughs> like. That shit, hey, last August does obviously last August don't matter because shit, last fucking November don't matter when Punk was out here getting money. Right. Or Kano's. But <clears throat> if he's live tonight, okay, my, my, my stance is the same. If he's in public with a live microphone knowing shit could go wrong, either there's an NDA in place or the buyout's done. The non-compete, I mean, it could, it, it might be, like, bitch, it might be, Gucci man, ah. but <laughs> I can't, could it be more than 90 days? Uh, Not since uh, Labor Day, no. No, I, okay, assume the buyout is, assume the buyout was done yesterday. The buyout, the NDA, and the non-compete are all from yesterday. Oh, this fucking idiot. This dude says, quote, I'm happy to be here. I've missed you. I've missed everyone watching at home. I missed the fights, but tonight I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, you're a very punny guy, aren't you? I mean, hey, the guy knows how to turn a phrase. We've <laughs> we've, that's never been in doubt. But I don't think you can keep him like if if the the worldwide leader and their standard is 90 days. How much more time do you think you can put on a non-compete if you're buying the contract out? I can't see pro wrestling having anything longer than 90 days. But I also can't see this happening within the 90 days without some form of clearance, whether it's a buyout or not. I figure in this particular situation, the buyout cancels the non-compete. The non-compete is strictly so he doesn't go to Stanford. That's all it's for. No one would give a fuck if CM Punk wanted to go work a match in MLW. Do you honestly think Unk is going to let Punk back into the, the, the good graces of the E? Shit, watch it. Don't believe me, Jill. Watch. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to finish the rest of that. You, you had to ed, handle and post edit. Yeah, but shit, no. not after <laughs> not not after, not after what you sent me in my inbox. No, sir. I'm already on one. You see what I'm saying? 
So I want I want I want to drop all of the uh, the, the references that the, will, that, the will, that, that that will make Saudi Arabia proud. All the bombs. So uh, there's to me there's nothing about a non compete that would keep him away from WrestleMania because that that's the I'm certain in his mind Kanos's mind that's what you're trying to avoid. You're trying to avoid Christmas, which is WrestleMania, and New Year's Eve, which is the the but, next night on Raw, yeah, or New Year's Day. Yeah, this. So is, yeah, we. I, this this conversation definitely going at the end of this episode, be, only because we can't substantiate anything one way or the other. Like, I'm not I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong, but we don't have any proof that it's right either. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't, but how, okay. We don't have hard evidence, but how wrong have we been through the entire course of this? (laughs) Not very. (laughs) Exactly. There's something called common sense and deductive reasoning. (laughs) What is that? These kids, what what these kids and some of these motherfucking adults <laughs> don't don't just blame it on the kids there's a bunch of fucking adults that don't have common sense and deductive reasoning this is- and here's the other reason i know this that there's some shit that's finally been settled nick jackson was at a fucking game not that long ago throwing t-shirts for AEW. like that happened this week bruh there so if people hold, 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 drop up in public you know some shit's been settled this is perfect for this segment because uh did you really pay attention to the layers of that fucking um, blowhard promo that did not feature any words from from the Shalit? No, there was another one. Yep. Oh, good, I missed it. <laughs> the they you know I you know I ain't checking for that shit. Tell me I'm going to full gear without telling me I'm going to full gear. You shouldn't have told me you were going to fucking full gear. You should have just showed up. Thank you. Yeah, you stepping on Thank the fire rate. You you stepping on the dope, literally. Cause cause like I almost like we almost did this last time and, and was almost regretful that we that we did it, but I'm almost there with this one because just because of them. It's been put to, the pay-per-view itself has been put together so poorly in such a rush fashion that one, I'm under the impression you're going to get at least one match that goes 30 to 45 minutes. That w- That's not supposed to. The world title match, you know, that's that's just, you know, you expect the world title match in AEW to go 30. 30, yep. I'm looking at that that Chris Jericho four-way. Well, let's, let's say, let's look at the card. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, is it this weekend or is it next No, next, next Saturday. Okay. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Do- I'm sorry. Is it next Saturday or next Sunday? Because I think the uh, Survivor Series is next Saturday. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, it's going to be tough to follow that. You going to follow war games with the shit you're doing right now? Not just any war games. Oh, shit. Hold on. Full Gear is the 19th. Okay. Survivor Series is... Oh, it's the 26th. Oh, they finally doing this after Thanksgiving. That's rare. So both are on Saturday. They're a week apart. So you catch them at the end of the end of that Thanksgiving break weekend. So it makes that, sense. That that that's to for for me. That's appointment TV. 
it's good family time. That's also a travel day now. People, kids get a week out of school, so parents don't have to worry about burning three three days and then want to travel. Now they can burn eight days and, and travel a day early. See, so uh, I'll be interested to know how the numbers look for the twenty six full gear. Let's take a look at Full Gear's cards so far. So there's the uh, finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Uh, tournament. Once again, Lucha Boy and, and uh, oh, Lucha Boy, <laughs> Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in a steel cage match. Uh, Jarrett and Lethal versus Sting and YFN Darby. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wasn't that Jungle Boy Luchasaurus match supposed to get announced on Rampage? <laughs> If it's supposed to get announced on Rampage, that's that's because and the reason we know it now is because it was recorded. So there you go. I mean, I get that part, but what I'm saying, where where are you reading the card from? Is my point. Wikipedia. Okay, cool. So all right, that's what I'll, I'll put. I'll put that one back in the clip. Go ahead. All right. Uh, DMD versus Soraya. Uh, Carl Gilbert versus Nyla Rose. Uh, <laughs> Four away for the ROH Championship. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, the Eliminator the Eliminator Tournament Finals. The Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory. MJF versus Mox. That's nine matches. They certainly fleshed it out quickly. I we mean, were yeah, last, last week, hey, last week we're at three, right? And so, look, okay, look at that card. This is like okay because. AW shows are typically three plus hours, usually four plus. We're, with the buy-in, th- this one, considering it's on a a non-holiday weekend, with the buy-in starting at six p.m. I never mattered. I'm guessing that this this pay-per-view goes to about eleven p.m. <laughs> okay, that's a good bet for us. I say eleven thirty. Minimum. <laughs> we got a bet from last week. We gotta we gotta uh come back on too. What was we that? We gotta one? figure out what the terms of the bet are. What was the bet from last week? I don't remember. Pull up last week's episode. Damn it. <laughs> I do not remember what we were betting on. This is why you gotta write shit down. You you you, you know I'm seasoned. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> no veteran. Just seasoned. <laughs> Just seasoned. <laughs> Salt and pepper, hard fried. <laughs> Six peas in the wind to fry hard. Ding ding. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, like, okay, go do that card. Order in the window. <laughs> Pick it up. Look, look at that card, and you tell me what matches on that card are gonna go fifteen minutes. Should wait, no. Not gonna, because that's that setting me up for failure. <laughs> what matches should go fifteen or longer? Should, okay. Should DMD and Soraya should. I disagree, but go ahead. After the after the promo last night, that is the only women's match I want to see go longer than fifteen minutes. But I don't it, need to. It doesn't need to be fifteen minutes for me. Like the promos were good, but let's keep this in mind. DMD is a little rough around the edges with the work, and Soraya hasn't been in the ring in how long? Years. Plural. Years. Less uh, is more. Okay. 
especially if you're gonna go by the AEW metric of things, and this shit is gonna be a a, a six week, six to twelve week feud. Let me let me let me let me let me re let me remix that statement. Then the three women's matches on this card should not combine to go over fifteen minutes. Now we're we're getting somewhere. <laughs> but keep going. And that's uh, not a slide against the women. It's just at like, all. Hey, it's just it's, it's it's the build and th- those involved. I would love to watch fantastic women's wrestling. You only have so many women wrestlers that can put on fantastic performances. I would love to see Carl Gilberg and Nyla Rose go more than fifteen minutes. However, the fact remains this this is the equivalent of two super heavyweights uh, on on a men's side going for no belt, and these uh, these ladies are going for the TBS title. And Cargill works streak. Uh, and we just we just refuse to acknowledge the elephant in the room about. Never still, mind. Go ahead. Still, I mean, right and right now, that is so far on the back burner. Um, the ROH match should go more than fifteen minutes. Given, um, but no, knowing Jericho, you're going to stretch that fifteen to thirty. Easy, because you get. What I started to see when you started loading loading up these multi-person matches, I'm like, mm, you putting too much talent in one spot. So that means this match is gonna be longer than normal. And knowing Jericho and his ego, a hot 30, and you're and you're still going with the the theme of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor doesn't do short title matches. Number one, number two. It, hasn't he been on the advertisement for uh, for Arlington? Uh, that's Samoa Joe on the poster. I haven't seen Chris Jericho on any of the advertisement. Something tells yeah. me, and Jay uh, Briscoe are going to be going one on one for the ROH title at uh, at a uh, final battle. I thought that was already like a thing. If it is a thing, you just spoiled the ending for this fucking match we're talking about. You follow, you see what you see what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. You're stepping on your own dope. <sighs> uh, I, kinda... I mean that that now okay, deductive reasoning and common sense because that's that's what we've been hanging our hat on says that if if Jericho's whole story arc right now is him attempting to walk down former champions, I mean. Who like you look at the list of available people and start checking off names. Dalton Castle checked off. Cesaro checked off. Uh Brian Danielson checked off. Colt Cabana checked off. And back. Uh right. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that weak ass shit already. So oh, just, man. that that's that's more of that bullshit. Like you stepping on your own. All right. Okay, let, I'm, let, gonna, okay. I'm gonna say you stepping on your own pack, but let, go ahead. Let me I'm gonna run down every champion all right that's what there there you go i'm about to run down every champion tyler black's unavailable (laughs) jay lethal done samoa joe done roosh yeah Uh, that's what got him a job uh oh no that was bandito but he that's what i'm saying but roosh is in the uh, eliminator tournament nigel mcginnis question mark um Daniels, no. Danielson in the match. Adam Cole, Hurt. Austin Aries, yeah, fucking right. Jay Briscoe, same. Um, Kevin Steen, very busy. 
Davey Richards, been there, done that. He ain't uh, been on TV in a minute, has he? No. Has not. Uh, El Generico, living his best fucking life. And, and, and honestly, KO was in steam form when he went off TV. Mm-hmm. He was doing some of the best work of his career. Definitely some of his best work in WWE. I'm, no lies told. I stop you when you start lying. Um, Takeshi Mish, uh, Morishima, Jonathan that, Gresham. What? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Tyler Black. You no, know that ain't happening. Tyler Black, busy as hell. Dalton really Castle, busy. been there, done that. Roderick Strong, busy. Xavier, what? Cody, well. Uh, Matt Taven, nah. Um, Bandito, been there, done that, got him a paycheck. Christopher Daniels, kiss my ass. Eddie Edwards, same. Uh, PCO, not a chance in hell on ROH TV on AEW TV. Michael okay. Elgin, what the fuck ever. Wait, Jer- this title, man. What are we trying to figure out? The, his next title defense on Dynamite or the next period. title defense here? Period. That's here. Period. Just period. And was so, fuck so, him. Uh, well, go ahead. Keep going. Jerry Jerry Lynn backstage busy. Claudio mm-hmm. in the match. Hom- mm-hmm. Homicide low key. Uh, I'd like to see low key. Uh, uh, homicide. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Both, uh, would kick, both would kick the piss out of him in real life. But, the, and, yeah, that, and that would and that would be a problem. <laughs> which exactly. Is, which, it's like their flight risk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Punk. Well, there's that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who James Gibson is, and then Kyle O'Reilly's the other one. Kyle is on the mend, so unless unless he's gotten a clean bill of health in in rapid form, yes. Yeah, are no. you are you going to are you going to sell out a six thousand seat arena with Kyle O'Reilly versus Chris Jericho? First of all, let us let us understand that selling out a six thousand seat arena is not the objective here. But you have to have that in as a as a caveat. You do have to have it, and you do have to try. But as we discussed in a previous conversation, if you couldn't sell out Curtis Caldwell on during WrestleMania weekend, getting six thousand people to Arlington to UTA's arena is a fucking stretch. You had more people going between shows, missing matches than you had to Curtis Caldwell, and that's not a knock. That's just a it, it's a fact of life. Yeah. GCW did what four or five shows consecutively smaller venues but I mean yeah, they, they ran enough shows to where they didn't have to cancel any yeah they ran concurrently uh, I just yeah that's a that's a tall ask 6,000 it is a tall ask because okay what is the what's the capacity for Curtis Caldwell I believe that's in the fours uh, let me see here see see Let's see here. Capacity. That is... Holy shit. 6,800. 6,800. Okay. So, we were at the last Ring of Honor show in that building. Did they get close to 6,800? Not a chance. So, you think they're going to get close to that when you have less wrestling fans in the area per capita? Looking at the seats that are available, I'm going to tell you hell the fuck no. All the seats where people can get their face on camera have been bought. Everything else is up for grabs. And that's so you you have more people who are more you have people who are more concerned with being seen on television than actually coming to the event to enjoy the product. That's some self-serving 2022 shit for your ass. 
with a dream match to boot. A dream match that could have sold enough tickets for that event alone in a different area at a different time. What dream match? FTR versus the Briscoes. Oh, this is true. That's why we. That's why we went. That's exactly why we went. So if you were gonna, if you said that match was happening WrestleMania weekend and you couldn't get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. You didn't get half. You didn't get half capacity with that as your main event. Mm. Fuck you want me to say? All right, like December, so December, what is the December third? That no, December tenth. Oh, December tenth is gonna be very. It's gonna be very uh, socially distanced. So let me ask you, Suave, if and this is a big, very big if, Sammy or Claudio or DB decides that ADB, shirt that shit. If one of them walks out, you're winning a new ROH champion. First of all, you know that ain't gonna happen with Y2J's uh, ego. But go ahead. Hypothetically, who do you okay. put in Kurt? You know, Kurt Skull, who do you who do you put in Arlington with that with that winner? Since you've already shown the propensity to book the Briscoes on Ring of Honor situations. That should be your go-to. Like that's probably the best of what's left. I think that's and all I, you I have left. A, I don't mean that as a slight to them. It's just we just ran through the list. We literally they they literally ran through the available. Oh shit! Now they, they wouldn't do this on ROH TV, but they literally ran through the available on Rampage and Dynamite and and Battle of the Belts, right? Hmm. The only other option would be to open up the damn forbidden door. You hang that shit up. And so that leaves Nigel McGinnis and uh, and Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe. I think that's it. The forbidden door is bolted shut. You okay? You didn't let Billy Gunn appear Boy. on the twenty fifth on Monday Night Raw for the twenty fifth anniversary of DX. And you and you th- you <laughs> think Uncle Trips is about to open the forbidden door so one of his ex Ring of Honor We'll just know, say we'll just say Roderick Strong just for just for conversation's sake. And you know Roderick Strong isn't about to win the championship and there's probably not gonna be a schmaz finish. So what part of that makes what part of that Set up, and, and you're damn you sure you're damn sure not about to pull a, a a Taz and ECW versus Mike Awesome. You're not doing that shit either. Exactly. So you, Roger Strong, is not about to go do a job in front of twenty four hundred people. Like you just not. You're not finna. I don't. I don't care what situation. And then Roger Strong's hurt too, so take him off the table anyway. But you wouldn't put a Roger Strong type. In a 2800, uh, 2800 attendee audience of a possible 6,000 to job for the greater good of Chris Jericho's ego. Mm. So you have you have to look at available talent who's not working in Stanford. Period. <sighs> We're not oh, opening boy, boy. the forbidden door for you, especially not for that. Oh, man. <laughs> now that's another one of those situations we don't have hard evidence we're just using common sense and deductive reasoning 
dare us be surprised. Even if we can't tell you who it is, you damn sure we can't. We can tell you who it isn't. <laughs> you might ha- you might have some kind of smoke with Nigel McGuinness, even though I think that's a reach. Only because you know his his medical history. He's how, how long has it been since he's been in the ring? Close to ten years, bro. How old is Nigel McGuinness now? Nigel, I be- and I'm just off the top before I do my googles. I believe he's 47. So you're gonna put two. F- I'm gonna round up. You're gonna put oh, two. Oh shit! I'm good. He'll 47? be 40. He'll be 47 in January. Facts. Okay, so I'm gonna round up. You're gonna put two 50 year old men in the ring. One who hasn't taken a bump in 10 years that didn't come in a plastic baggie. Oh my god. <laughs> Swap. <laughs> I don't know his party habits, but I'm saying he hasn't taken a wrestling bump. Again, I, I don't have hard evidence. I'm just using deductive reasoning and common sense. So if he's taken a bump in the last 10 years, it came out of a plastic bag. Otherwise, he's bump free for 10 years. I'm trying to think here. Because I want to say his last match was in TNA. Uh, Probably. And as Desmond Wolf at that. So that should tell you something. Uh, was Nick Aldis was Nick Aldis ever in Ring of Honor as a champion no, of any type? No, he was never in Ring of Honor. Then there's that. Um, was did Keith Lee ever hold the tag titles in Ring of Honor? No, because him and him and um, gang Shane Strickland were uh, PBK, and I think they end up going to Evolve before they got a, a tag title run. <laughs> That's another guy you can mark on the no list. Gang, gang ain't going. I, I, I would, man. I, we would love it, but we know gang ain't going, especially for that. Speaking of, don't know if you can make it or not. This is a complete sidebar. I know I can't due to uh, previous obligations, but November nineteenth or November eighteenth, he will actually be returning to Texoma. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm already on my calendar for something for that as well as D-Lo if, but if not I slide yeah as well as D-Lo this is all part of the show huh uh, yeah okay well shit <laughs> I told you it's going on the end we <laughs> we started but we started Ooh. at the ending Boys. whoa <laughs> uh yeah like you can't come up with anybody else like it's it's a briscoe like who else you got you're going to start digging just, backwards just, into like we the, just we the, just named you see what i'm saying you got to go backwards to like oh two and start picking out random people Man. it just it ain't there like the the idea great the idea is actually great i would love if someone else was doing it okay Take the Brian Danielson that was kicking the shit out of Hangman Page. Give him the same story as Ring of Honor champion. I'm the best wrestler in the world, and I'm going to kick the head in of every former ROH champion to prove it. Fucking writes itself. Awesome. Would love it. With this guy in particular, he's just burnt his fucking... He, he didn't tow his draws with me. That's it. 
I don't want to see you do anything else right now. I would like for you to go home for a while. Let me miss you. <sighs> that, 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 that's the biggest thing. Make me miss you. Like I, I mean, it, but in his defense, he don't have that much time. He doesn't. But look, look at what he did up until the point to where he made us sick. That's his own ego. And then, okay. and then, and then there are other factors now where we can we don't have to worry about you know go home. You can just go away, and we'll still be good. If Ring of Honor had television, like what we what we think is about to happen. And he was just strictly on one television program, one brand. Cool, I can ignore him. But in this situation, he's on everything. 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 <laughs> everything. He is on. <laughs> he is on Rampage. He's on Dynamite. He's on Dark Elevation. This motherfucker. On- this motherfucker sweaty with no clothes on on the commentary on Rampage. Like, bro, if you don't get the fuck out my booth, he's another reason I stopped watching Rampage. All that fucking yelling. I can't I'm stand good. a. I can't stand a four man booth, let alone five or six man booth. That shit is that shit sickening, bro. Like, what do y'all? What? Are, how, how is that innovative? How is that interesting? It's not. You could you can get away with a four man booth. You just have to do it with people that are actually entertaining. And that's very rare to find four different personalities that come together and are actually entertaining. So, okay, last time I might have seen it done was it Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Mike Today. I could do it on a match. I'm not gonna do it for a whole show. Right, they would do it sparingly. Like Mike Tenay would show up for the cruiserweight shit because he knew what all the moves were. So you could sub him in and out. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, bro.